0: We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant repair as he so leads. And now, your host, Richard Case.
1: Well, good morning, Kathy. How are you? Uh, good morning. Today, uh, we've had some great uh, guests on uh, on our Thursday uh, guest and. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I enjoyed having Christine and Jeff yeah. on yesterday. Yeah, they're they're, really they're such a sweet couple. Fun to see what God's doing yeah. in their life.
1: Yeah, and they they really expressed uh, well what it means to abide. <laughs> so,
2: yes, <laughs>
1: uh, it was great. Um, and as we you know talk about, we're going through the scriptures on the end times and um, what it says, what it doesn't say. Um, uh, we're reminded, actually, when we started this whole thing in Revelation chapter uh, one. Uh, Christ says to John, he says, you know, uh, make sure you pay attention, uh, listen, uh, observe, um, and then be obedient, you know, to what I'm saying to you. So when you think about, and this is, I've I've kind of pondered this even further, John, when he wrote this, Mm -hmm. was exiled. On the island of Pat, what's called it, Island of Patmos, island of
2: Patmos right? Um, yeah,
1: and so he's he's living out the end of his life there. Uh, he's mm-hmm. writing this in about ninety AD, so he's he's probably um, at least you know seventy years old, eighty years old. How long
2: was he exiled there?
1: He was exiled for uh, a couple of years and then and then okay. died there. Um, okay, uh, but. Um, it's the end of his life, he's exiled, um, and he's given this, you know, I'm going to take you forward into time and reveal to you and show you what, what, you're, what what's going to happen. It is going to happen. Uh, I, want, I want you to see it and write everything down that you see. <laughs> um, but he says, uh, I want you to, to understand it as far as you can and be obedient. Right, and so that—that's what really struck me is that, well, what was John
2: obedient to? What? Yeah, obedient to what? <laughs> you
1: know, because this is going to happen as we now know. We know
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's at least two thousand years later. Um, right. So it wasn't imminent, uh, mm-hmm. but he was asking them to be obedient, and uh, uh, what I what I think it meant is that throughout history. All believers, including even John, at that moment is, I do. Uh, God says, I do want you to understand these things that are in fact going to happen when we call at the end or the end times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's going to be, and and he and John would already have known, uh, and he refers a lot, uh, a sense to the Old Testament, so he knows Daniel's prophetic word,
2: right, um, right,
1: and. You know there's one week left you know it's called the tribulation Uh, Jesus talked about the abomination of desolation Uh, so he's he knows all this Um, so being obedient is well first of all that I just receive and believe and understand you know what it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. so I don't dismiss that so being obedient right whether I see
2: it in my lifetime or not yeah uh, I recognize the truth of it
1: yeah and that and then I then conclude well I don't know it's too lofty and maybe maybe yeah maybe no and who knows and so uh, why bother he said well I want you to understand it's going to happen Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's going to happen exactly this way Uh, Right. so receive exactly this way what what exactly that means and there's a lot of things that I'm not going to show you and and don't add to it matter of fact he says Mm. that we'll see this at the very end of the book he says now by the way and he's talking about all of scripture but he says don't don't you add what you think is a good idea. Right, Do You right. just receive, you know, what I say. Uh, uh, and then he talked about, and I think the big element, a couple of big elements of it is, and we talked about this, is that in uh, Revelation 2 through 4, he goes through the litany of seven churches. Hmm. Uh, and I think part of what he's trying to say to us is that it's likely that the bodies that we tend to, to be part of and join can be described somewhere in those seven. Um, right. And where are you? And do you have mm-hmm. a heart to understand it? Because he said, "Let you know, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Uh, so that our, because he gives prescriptions for, well, if you're this way, I want you to consider a different mm-hmm. way. Um, and I think that's part of the obedience is um all the church and throughout church history we remember we're in the church age is I'd like you to understand where are you and are you willing to let me guide you into the very best if you have a heart to hear it you know and I think I think that's part of it Um, the other part of it is uh, to understand that it is going to happen someday we will see it there'll be signs Um, and we are to be obedient to keep asking what does this mean? Um, how do we apply this? How do how do we understand it now? Including um, things that we may say. Well, I think I'm pretty sure that that describes that we're going to be in the end. Which I think a lot of people today would say, Yeah, probably we could be. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> it sure looks like we're getting close. <laughs> uh, but the
1: key is the obedience piece is we'll keep asking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and help help understand it so that. You know I, I know for a fact because I, I did some uh, uh, reading of articles but back in World War two when Hitler was trying to take over the world mm. they, a lot of
2: people thought we were there we were in, in time this, sin, is, this is
1: it and he's the Antichrist
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and so you could attribute that well I think it looks like this because uh, and of course God keeps saying well you need to keep asking and understanding now this is really in- interesting um, it's, it's kind of that interesting tension of what I call both and, and that is uh-huh. maybe not in our time. And at the same time, maybe it is your time.
2: Right. Um, right. Cause
1: someday it's going to be our time. I
2: mean, exactly. It, it's really,
1: it's really going to happen. Um, so that,
2: and um, we are truthfully getting closer and closer to that, whether it's in our lifetime or our children's or our children's children's. Yeah. Yeah. By know?
1: definition. Um, and the, I would say the one thing that I believe has perhaps uh, weighs deeper into that we could be facing uh, the end, uh, and the end again next year's decade. Uh, but you know, God would say soon, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, because you know, remember He's eternal. So uh, even if it's fifty years from now, He would say soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and of course our soon is well it could be any day now uh, which could mm-hmm. be but uh, the one thing we have seen now is we have seen and we're and we're having discussion actually there's been uh, another article that just came out this last weekend uh, about the great reset mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: globalization one world government um, uh, solution would be a resetting of the economic system of the world right. Um, And that that verbiage is actually being spoken. So that's that's like, huh, Um, it's not just a kind of idea. It's really being promoted with a one world government. And we know that when it happens, that the world willingly accepts it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, again, we just saw the COVID and the health issue in a sense, if you back up a step, we really kind of lived under one world government.
2: Right. Uh, There was a, yeah, things that for the first time, I would say um, things truly impacted the entire world. There you'll, it wasn't, you were watching it on the news about another country close by, or even somebody that you knew that lived, it was, uh, across the board, people were seeing and experiencing and feeling this, and so their willingness to quickly come under something that would protect, that I thought, that, thought to be protective of everyone, was pretty eagerly accepted. Yes, even, yeah, you know? and it
1: was run by, see it was run by the what's called the WHO, the World mm-hmm. Health Organization. Who? It's called the WHO. <laughs>
2: I was kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh, that
1: was very clever. Very clever. Yeah.
2: Very clever, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Who? What? What's on first? Who's on second?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist.
1: <laughs> you got me. Um, the World Health Organization, uh, and they came out with, okay, the world needs to operate this way. Um, so we became kind of under one world government. And everybody willingly kind of accepted it, you know, where they said, right. you, you got to isolate, you got to wear a mask. Now you got to, you know, have vaccine. Um, and of course, the individual health organizations underneath that, like the FDA and the uh, CDC in America, you know, they, they said, well, we're getting our guidance from them. We're going to we're going to accept that. So. Right. So the one thing that we have seen. Is, oh, that's how it could work, is that. Somebody solves something, or says something, or pre- presents something, and everybody says, "Of course, right. We need to follow that. Isn't that a good idea?" Um, and remember, we and will based Im-
2: on kind of a common threat, common experience, right? That's gone on. So I think that's interesting as well, right? Uh,
1: so that as you look at the mark of the beast, it is described as an economic mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy and sell because of it. Uh, so right. it's economic. I believe that um, it doesn't become. We've we've had a, a COVID and the vaccine and all that as as part of the typical way that the mark of the beast is going to work. But I think it's going to be economic, uh, and mm-hmm. I think the commonality will be a worldwide collapse of the economies of the world right. that everybody suffers as a result of it. And then the one world oh. government steps up and says, "Hey, by the way, we and you know, and you could you could even use the word right. create, we're going to reset,
2: right? If we all start over,
1: if we all and start we do over, it this way, and we're going <laughs> to forgive everybody's debt. You're not going to have mm-hmm. ownership. They're talking about not having ownership of things, but you'll have income and you'll have you know, mm-hmm. and you'll work. And people will work and." Uh, and you'll have freedom and, um, and won't this be a good idea? And actually, you can there probably,
2: will be an appeal to that. There'll
1: be an appeal. You know,
2: there will be an appeal because you will see people suffering and, and there will be an appeal to doing this. Yeah.
1: yeah, thinking that that's the solution. And of course, that's where uh, God is trying to show share with us. And I think that's part of the reason he's telling us because we need to, part of the obedience, by the way, is not only us processing it, but we got to process it with our children to get them to at least address it and look at it so that maybe it's not our lifetime, maybe it's theirs or your grandchildren. Right. Um, And,
2: but we need to keep that conversation going so that they do not forget. We live in a generation already where so many truly actually do not even know who Jesus was. I mean, I'm surprised Anna will tell me in her classroom, there are students that she's in class with now that. Really, have never heard anything. It's just they're non, you know. It's it no exposure whatsoever. Right. And um and so if this were to happen in this case, and then all of that happens, and the mark of the beast comes in, and no one knows what's going on, how much more vulnerable and susceptible society will be.
1: That's right. And and particularly the, you know, youngsters um, mm-hmm. who aren't great students of the word because the churches aren't <laughs> helping them understand that. Right. Um. Politically, right now, if you said, "Do you think it might be a good idea to be global, have a global world government?" Interesting uh-huh. enough, the answer is, yeah. Uh, "Yeah." Actually, I think that's a good idea. Well, it shifted, you know, from our generation that would say, "No, absolutely right. not." You know, I want to be an American. I want America to be strong. Um, now there's a shift toward, well, our countries aren't that good, and so maybe globalization, we can solve more problems, right, by being more global. Um, so right. there's there's a whole thought about that. So that's why we got to teach our kids cause about the mark of the beast and um, how important this is going to be and what you know what do we do spiritually? Because remember, and not it's, that
2: they would stop any of it, but that they're aware as they step into it, what's going on, and watching the signs and listening and abiding with God and asking for His specific instruction.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as you as you just said that, what would our what ultimately is going to be our question that we're going to all have to ask? As it, let's say it plays out and, we're, and we, have, we have a one world government in right. tribulation, what would be our question?
2: Well, again, it's always that same question. What do you have to say, God? Yeah. You know, what about now? What do you want us to do? But yeah. he will give specific instruction in, okay, how are you gonna provide for our needs? What do you want us to do? What community do we need around us? What you know? So many details that he is 100% capable of and delights in telling us and yes. how we navigate it. But we need to learn to ask and to listen and to respond
1: exactly Um, so it's always okay now what do you have to say and what instruction do you want us to do and remember it's all spiritual because Mm -hmm. uh, behind it all is satan who is promoting an antichrist to run the world and to eliminate all christians and all all israel so that there's there's no semblance of any holy spirit resident on earth and now everybody worships Uh, the antichrist satan and the false prophet uh so that's the goal and remember and this is something that i keep uh trying to help people with is it's just seven years right Uh, it's only seven years which is
2: a just a snap in the terms of a big picture yeah yeah so
1: don't get enamored by yeah but look at the wealth we're gonna have look at all this and Mm -hmm. and if god shows us well this is it it's just seven years, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you, including even if we get martyred, which he said some will,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm gonna protect you. I think in that physically, so that we actually I, I think we don't feel it um, and we don't have a fear of it. Um, so it'll be interesting as as it plays out. But the question, and then we're gonna spend you know some more time on this uh, as we continue our series. But well, what. What might he be saying today about preparation or uh, getting ready? What if uh, this is right. going to happen and we're not able to participate? What What does that look like? Right.
2: Um, Can I insert something yeah. there? As you said, the word preparation. Um, it comes to mind. I've heard um, conversation both directions before, and I, um, I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, people be like. I, you know, why, why do we need to prepare? Why would we prepare for such a thing? Because doesn't God say, don't worry about tomorrow. And if I provide for the sparrow and I tend to bring them back to how God also spoke to Joseph and said prepare for seven years of famine and that was a very godly thing but it's interesting because that is an argument that you'll hear people as to why they actually don't bother with the book of revelations and they're not asking for if there's something they need to do to prepare because they feel like they're not trusting God if they ask him how to prepare yeah so do you want to address that a little bit at all yeah
1: absolutely Um, well first of all let's go to uh, we can go to those verses uh, Matthew chapter 6, um, where you, you know, brought it up, um, uh, it it talks about, um, uh, you know, uh, verse 19, this is 619, lay up for yourselves treasures on heaven, and, and, or uh, lay up for, do not lay up for yourselves treasures mm-hmm. on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, so, He's saying that um, where's your heart and do you want to do do you want to focus on the natural and making things all work together for you based on the natural um, or uh, in heaven where in heaven is means you're following me. Right. Uh, you're letting me guide you and lead you and your treasure is, well, I'll just go to you and seek your will and, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to try to manage my own life, including, you know, just get your own, try to build up your own wealth. Right. Um, and it says in verse 24, um, uh, no one can serve two masters. Uh, either, either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, take that simple statement. What does that mean?
2: But he wants our whole heart. We we need to be wholehearted to him and not trying to chase after things of the world.
1: Because you cannot what.
2: We we can't be wholehearted to him and be pursuing things of our own nature of yeah. See, our own says, desires. There's says, no way.
1: He says really, ultimately, and he t- and, and Paul talks about this in Romans uh, chapter six, seven, and eight. Is you're going to give your allegiance. To somebody, and and what he's saying here is or
2: something, yeah, or
1: something. And he says, "What he, what he's saying here is, uh, it's a binary thing. Mm-hmm. Either it's God mm-hmm. or not God. Right? You can't you can't do both. Yeah. You can't do God and not God. Either either going to serve God, surrender to God, right? Or you're not. And you and don't think in your own mind. Yeah, but I can do both."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Said you can't do it uh, because ultimately he says you actually wind up despising the other,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: interesting. And I see this happen with believers; they are they're pretty angry at God mm-hmm. because underneath it all, they've been trying to serve both God and money. Yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah, I want to go right. to church. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. I make all my decisions. I want it on my
2: terms. <laughs> I do. I
1: make all my decisions in the natural. And mm-hmm. uh, what uh, my good friend Henry Blackaby, uh, he says, uh, you're operating as a practical atheist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that you say you're a believer, but you operate right. as if, if you're not. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, if God uh, doesn't provide the thing that you think he should, or he asks you to do something different and you're not willing to, you wind up despising that. Um, is that yeah? I think God isn't that good because which which is where most believers are, is right. when they underneath it all, which is why they have a hard time following His will. Well, because why? Because He's not He's not that He hasn't been that good to me. Yeah, because you've been uh, trying to do both, and and then He goes into and He says, okay, don't worry about right. your life. Um, you're valuable to me. Um, right. Uh, all the Gentiles seek after that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what did he see? And this is why you got to look at the whole thing of what he says is what did he just say? He said, don't seek your own
2: answers. Right. Period. Seek me my with your whole heart. Yeah. Seek me. And if
1: you seek me, uh, in verse 33, uh, seek ye mm-hmm. first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live in the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, and his righteousness, well, the things of life will be added to you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. will be shown you will be revealed to you will be will be given you um, and he said don't worry about tomorrow you got plenty of trouble for today and I'll take care of you I'm going to provide you the covenant okay now it doesn't it doesn't anywhere in there say go to
2: fatalism and whatever happens happens he doesn't say that at all but that's a common leap that I see people make yeah
1: That's where it Mm -hmm. goes, is that, well, it says don't worry, so I'm not gonna worry, and and God said he will take care of me because he takes care of the flowers of the field and the birds of the air, so I'll just, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, (laughs) uh, the people that tell me that, and I I start saying, well, what what things do you you think about? Mm. Guess what? Worry, fear, and anxiety. (laughs)
2: Right, right. I, I, the very things of life. Yeah, but
1: um, I do, you know, because, yeah, these, these things are important. So that mm-hmm. um, he's not talking about uh, a fatalism of whatever happens, happens and don't mm-hmm. don't even care about it. Right. It's no, seek me. Let me guide you into the life that I have for you. And by the way, and this is what's so cool, I care about that life. And I care about the details of that life. That's what's so so wonderful is you got issues, you got questions, you got things coming up. Hey, I know, um, uh, you know, God speaking, I know what's going to happen. So like if COVID is going to impact your business and you're going to get laid off, well, God already knows that. Right. Um, And let me guide you into something of what I'd like you to do differently or get prepared for that or make sure you got plenty of savings so that. Uh, you can handle getting through to the next point of, of your work and you know I'll give you a simple example and I had this uh, commercial real estate uh, mm-hmm. developer uh, this is back in uh, December January of 2019 20
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and he was wondering um, I have a development company I, have a, I do commercial real estate buildings uh, I'm I think I should you know buy property and build more buildings Mm-hmm. Which is a logical thing because everything, I don't know if you forgot. That would have been
2: normal at that point in but time. But back then, the yeah.
1: economy was booming. Um, mm-hmm. And everything was, was uh, offices were getting filled up and no trouble. Um, and again, my my uh, encouragement was, well, why don't you go ask God? Right. Because before you assume something, and I tell this to everybody, including including my Melinda and I, uh, well, before we assume, why don't we go ask God? Because uh, I can't serve God and what I think at the same time, and see that's why he's trying to see how simple that is. Okay, so okay, he's willing to do that, so he does, and uh, and it's through. Okay, what do you got to say about this? And he gets he gets overwhelmed. Sense, no, don't do it. Don't do anything right now. Matter of fact, sell what you got and take your cash and and put it away for right now. Uh-huh. And he was like, I know that makes sense to me. I said I know, but what's got you? He's saying this. Well, can you confirm that with your wife or your other people? Yes. Okay, and he and he did. So he he was obedient to that. Well, afterwards, you know, not only did COVID hit and shut everything down. By the way, um, because of what happened, and you and I are examples of that. You and I aren't sitting in the same studio. Right. What are we doing? We're doing <laughs> Zoom. Right. Um, Everybody learned. Wow, we can don't have a, Have
2: to be in a physical we space. Don't, we don't have to be <laughs> in a physical
1: space, and it's kind of nice uh, mm-hmm. not uh, commuting so many hours. And right. uh, you know, isn't isn't this nice? So let's operate differently. And what's developed uh, now with COVID, kind of you know opening up a little bit, is what's called a hybrid work environment, um, and that is that. Uh, yeah, you still need to be together personally and, and you got to have times together uh, just like in the business I have, uh, which is where here I'm in my new offices is our employees, uh, they don't come five days a week. right. But we try to we try to get together three days a week uh, so that we can spend some time discussing and meetings, having things. But the rest of the time, hey, you can work at home and we can get on Zoom. Well, guess what? We don't need as much office space.
2: right. Right, there can be more flex office space. That yeah. definitely changed the face of real estate.
1: Yes, uh, changed the face of real estate. Uh, not only did did what happened short term, but all of a sudden the whole model changed mm-hmm. because of people say, so, "Oh, you know what? This electronic stuff works pretty well, and we could have right. we could have smaller space." So think about with all the offices that are out there, and now mm-hmm. there's a smaller <laughs> need for smaller space. Guess right.
2: what? There's, there's a lot of empty offices now. There's a out lot right of now. empty
1: offices, so somebody mm-hmm. building an office building would be uh, it may not do that well.
2: Probably uh, not, the yeah. not the best investment. Being not the best investment.
1: Well, why? Well, because God see God knew. So did God prepare him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did He instruct him? Yes, because see he, he, God says I'm going to give you the covenant, and I know what's down, what's around right. the corner. Uh, he so, also
2: would have allowed him to go ahead and do it on his own if he chose oh, yeah. to not listen to his, God's instruction too. Yeah.
1: Because again, uh, in a sense, if you if you don't seek God's answer, you're despising even looking for God's answer. So you're mm-hmm. just gonna do what you want and God's gonna say, okay, go, right. go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> so, and Joseph again is a great story as you brought that up, is that uh, God told him through a series of things, hey, your whole country, by the way, he's he's in Egypt working for Pharaoh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, by the way, Egypt and you guys are going to have a famine and it's going to be widespread throughout the Middle East. And so I want you to prepare and get abundance for the, I'm going to give you seven years of abundance because you're going to have seven years of famine. Right. And by the way, don't consume it. <laughs>
2: right, right.
1: Uh, store it up. And, and of course he says, okay. And he goes to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been, I've been hurting guys. <laughs> And Pharaoh says, Well, if that's what you heard, yes. I, I suppose Do it, yeah. Go ahead and do it. And of course, that's when his family comes back and mm-hmm. they're suffering. The
2: healing and forgiveness that take place and yeah. all of
1: that too is amazing. They're suffering because of the famine and they go and mm-hmm. say, Well, we need help. Could you help us? Um, and uh, Joseph, I don't know if you remember, guys remember the story, but he's he said, Well, uh, go back home and ask your dad this and uh, take everybody with you. I mean, you got to keep your younger one with me, um, and don't take anything. Right. And he plants, he plants something in their saddles, um, and tricks them. And mm-hmm. he, it uh, looks like he's mad at them, and, and like, okay, you violated everything I just said, and uh, so no, I'm not going to help you, and, and I'm going to keep your youngest. And and then he says, and then he says, hey, by the way, I'm I'm your brother. And of course, I'm going to help you. Um, You know, and that's all about redemption and forgiveness and restoration and all that. Uh, But the key is, is that he didn't say to Joseph, "It doesn't matter." Right. Um, Don't worry. I'll take care of you. No, I'm I'm letting you. I'm giving you heads up of something. This is coming, and I need you to to do this to to prepare. Uh, and there's lots of lots of these in Scripture, uh, particularly in the Old Testament, where he, he speaks about this. But um, right. uh, in the New Testament, and this is in John 16, 13 to 15, it says the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is going to alert you to things to come. Right. Okay, well, if it's not important, then he wouldn't say that he, that's one of his roles. Mm-hmm. W- what dimmers the me? Right. What do I need to care about what's to come. Aren't you going to take care of me anyway? Well... I'm gonna alert you.
2: That's part of how I take care of you. That's part of how I I alert you. you I'm gonna show (laughs) you. And I invite you into the process. So
1: the thought the thought of I don't need to think about this because he'll take care of me, interesting enough, that is seeking mammon over God. You're saying, I think I know better and I'm gonna not even care about asking God, seeking God, seeking his kingdom. I'm going to live in my own kingdom, and I'm going to have—I'm right. going to have a false sense. I guess you'll—I guess you'll take care of me, um, mm. you know. And again, we've talked about this. Uh, the Israelites crossed the Red Sea uh, and was saved from from Egypt. Um, and God says, "I'm taking you to the Promised Land." <clears throat> my will is for you to go to the Promised Land. Um, they said, "Nope, too difficult. Giants there, they've never been beaten. Uh, we're not willing to go. We're not going." Um, See, did God say, well, I'll, I'll make you go anyway? Or no. everything that I said I was going to give you, okay, I'll just give it to you here. He said a couple things. This is in Hebrews chapter 3, 15 and 19. Angry with them for 40 years because you just prevented me from giving you what I wanted to give you. Right. Number two is that they could not enter the promised land because of their unbelief. And the word there is refusal to be persuaded what God had to say was true. Um, I'm not going to follow anything that you're instructing me in because aren't you going to take care of me anyway? And God said, no. Um, I will I will make sure you got food, I'll make sure you got shelter, but your life is going to be miserable because you aren't willing to listen to my best, which is to take you you know to the best. Um, and if I tell you, Joseph, that unless you save up, you're gonna be effect, impacted by this too. If I was you, I'd, I'd be obedient, see? And Joseph right. Joseph was. So, so yeah, we have to be careful not to jump to what we call Christian fatalism. Uh, and well, isn't God gonna take care of me, so why should I even bother about it? And God says, well, don't, don't you in all aspects of life want to ask me what I oh. know? And and again, it so much
2: comes back to him delighting in relationship with us. He wants these conversations with us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if I need to prepare you, Mm -hmm. um, don't you want to be prepared, you know, so that you understand, you know, and again, something simple. um, And I've experienced this is that, um, you know, if you own anything like an automobile, um, guess what? Breaks down, uh, things happen. Um, and God says, I'm going I'm to alert you of things that are going to happen. And in order to be ready for that, you got to have some savings to be able to handle the cost of that so it doesn't sink you. Right. Um, so let me, let me help you understand something. And he talks about, uh, throughout scripture, he talks about uh, the wisest animal on earth is the ant because it saves up. Uh, mm-hmm. I want you to have an inheritance for your children's children. In other words, I want you to have stuff that you can pass along, uh, have savings, yeah. and have freedom. Uh, why? Well, because things are going to happen, and I want you to right. get—I want you to get prepared for that, so that, interesting enough, you don't go into fear, anxiety, worry, and and loss. It's like, well, okay, um, I, I I would I would have been it would have been nicer had that car not broken down. Right. but I got the I got the wherewithal to take care of it, and God says, "Great, you know, let me, let me help you." With and
2: also in that comes to play the blessed to be a blessing, and you know, you look at the Joseph story. Joseph's actions blessed so many others who who did not have that instruction. And so you'll know, just knowing that again, a hundred percent, we tend to think in the Christian world, I think we tend to think that 10% of what we have belongs to God and the other 90% is ours instead of recognizing that a hundred percent of it is God's and he gives us a portion of it to steward. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And the, trust me, by you know, by tithing, give yes. it back to me and trust me, you know, for what all I'm going to give you. Exactly. Well, and we've talked about this, um, you know we've come to the place in scripture uh, this is in revelation 20 we talked about the millennium uh, and again the millennium uh, is that moment uh, when uh, the end is at the end of the seven years
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the battle of armageddon takes place uh, in the right. valley of megiddo uh, the forces of the world come together 200 million army uh, are going to march against israel because they think yeah the technology we've we've had they've been able to uh, counteract it, but they can't counteract this number of people because they're only five, six, seven million people and we're 200 million. So we'll just do traditional warfare, which is what they try to do and then Christ returns. Uh, they're killed. Uh, the uh, Antichrist and the false prophet are thrown in the lake of fire and destroyed. They, we never see them again. Uh, Satan is locked up uh, mm-hmm. for a thousand, a thousand years. And now uh, we, uh, and it said uh, we who are raptured and we uh, who are uh, living with him, come back. And we reign with him uh, during wow. that thousand years because Christ is on earth physically here where people, right. people can visibly see him. And because right. there'll be technology, there'll be television, there'll be all this stuff, uh, it'll be easy to see him every day. <laughs> you know, right. that, there he is. Um, and he'll be speaking truth. Yeah. Uh, this is what it means. You know, so that the people born during that thousand years are sinners mm-hmm. uh, and they need redemption. Uh, right. And of course, Christ has done it, but he'll say, yeah, I did it. And by the way, I'm still here to give you life and give right. you the Holy Spirit. And- so were
2: those people there essentially to disciple those who are being born and to, to then... Introduce them to Jesus as well? Is that the purpose? We are.
1: uh, We are to assist uh, in the uh, understanding,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: discipling, uh, ruling. Because I said we'll we'll reign with him. So uh, we will be uh, probably leaders
0: of, Mm -hmm. of,
1: it could be, uh, you know, governmental uh, sort of things, uh, business kind of things that that will be part Mm -hmm. of leading. And we'll have, see, we'll have the perfect understanding because we'll be, Will be translated with into our spiritual place where we're right. living the life that Christ lived when He demonstrated after His resurrection mm-hmm. that He could go through walls and He could transport instantaneously. Right. But He knew it all. See, and and you know, let me show with you. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be part of the beautiful life of the covenant. Right. Uh,
2: so that when you started talking about this last week, I had we kind of ended where I teed up a question to you because. It does say in the passage that not everyone will be living on Earth during those thousand years, right. and so my question was, what about everybody else? Yeah. Um,
0: you know, so
2: the other believers, so they're in heaven <clears> at this point. What's going on? Yeah,
1: it says the uh, uh, the dead uh, will rise at the end mm-hmm. of the thousand years. Okay. Now, what right. that's referring to is the uh, uh, re basically the reuniting. Uh, of the body um, in a in a resurrected way uh, with your physical form you know Mm -hmm. that you had Um, so I said you'll when we go into eternity and we'll talk we're going to talk about this over the next several weeks about hey there's some (laughs) cool stuff at the end of the millennium there's some Mm -hmm. really cool stuff that happens that sets up eternity which by the way is going to be pretty spectacular Um, but what happens is that, and, and Paul makes a statement uh, in Philippians um, that we understand what happens to us um, you know, when we die. Uh, so if we, if we die prior to this period, uh, Paul makes a statement um, and he says that um, I know, and this is uh, 119, Uh, Philippians 119, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but with all boldness so now also Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death for to me, Paul speaking, to live is Christ and to die is gain if I live in the flesh that will mean fruit from my labor Yet will I choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful to you, and being confident in us, I know that I shall remain and continue, that your rejoicing uh, for me may be more abundant in Christ Jesus by my coming to you again. So Paul lays it out there and says, look, um, life is going to be good either way. (laughs) Um, I get to experience the life of God here right um, and i I rejoice at that and I and I, I get to do that with you, the body
0: mm-hmm.
1: other members of the body and we get to right. grow we get to grow in Christ together um, and I rejoice at that but I'm torn
2: mm-hmm. because I look forward to heaven too <laughs> It would really be
1: cool to go be with him
2: mm-hmm.
1: And see, he's not implying here, uh, because of the phraseology of it, it's not, well, at the end of time. No, uh, it's either I'm going to be with him here or I'm going to be with him there, but I'm going to be with him. Right. Absolute.
2: Either way. Either way.
1: Um, And to die is gain. And I get to have eternity with him. uh, And I'm going to rejoice at that. Um, And he said, I can't. Interesting enough, he says, I can't really tell you that for sure I'm gonna go do this or I'm gonna do, do that, either place is beautiful. And I know, interesting enough, that to die and be with him in eternity is gonna be spectacular. Uh, so I'm excited about that. So what happens is that, um, and then uh, by the way, uh, and this is in John chapter 14, Jesus speak, is speaking. Um, and he makes a statement. He says, uh, let not your heart be troubled uh, believe in God, also believe in me. This is 14.1. Uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, and he's, the word there is grand places. Right. Uh, if, it, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And that I go where I go, you know, and, and the way you know. And then he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he says, I'm going to come get you. Um, so when you translate from this physical earth into that spiritual dimension, um, that he says, you get to be with me. And that's what Paul is saying is that you go be with him now. Um, so the people that have died, um, are, are with him in, in heaven, uh, in the heavenly place experiencing him and there is there is a physicalness to that because we're recogn- okay. we're recognizable to each other uh-huh. uh and we're not we're not just nothing uh and we're not just invisible uh, there's a visible expression of that so i'll know if you died and i died uh before the rapture um or before the end um when when either one of us go go into that place and we're both let's say we're both there I'll say oh there's Kathy
2: um, <laughs> hey neighbor <laughs> hey
1: there's Kathy and we know something about each other see
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that travels with us uh, so the, the mm. soul uh, and your personality the way that you operate doesn't change because
0: mm-hmm. that's who
1: you are and that's how you're recognizable so um, when we go there there's a sense of there's a physicalness to it, while we're in that spiritual place, and it just says that we're not ultimately reunited with our our body until the very very end, at the end of the thousand years, and then and then mm-hmm. a whole new thing happens, and which we'll which we'll talk about. Uh, so that during that thousand years, it says not everybody comes back and reigns right. with Christ, uh, just those that were raptured, just those that were. Uh, martyred uh, during the tribulation they come back and they get to reign reign with Christ and live with him a thousand years Um, and there's likely because and this is cool because Christ is here
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and if we died who are we with
2: with Christ
1: so therefore there's a connectivity there Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. we don't know yet exactly what it is
2: and but, don't fully understand what that looks like. But yeah.
1: It doesn't see it. He says, "Well, you're with me,"
2: mm-hmm. and he
1: said. But I'm here on Earth, and hmm. there's some there's some dimension there that that we're part of it, and we're just not operating in the interesting in the physical okay. resurrected body. Where, as as remember, when when Christ after he came back, they saw they knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Touch me. Yeah, go ahead and touch me. You know, see it. And by the way, I still have my holes in my hand, which which he's going to have for us to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason right. we, we have life. Right. Um, and, but he could appear through walls, and he was physical, and he could eat. And there were things that were going on there that he uniquely could do. Uh, and during the millennium, there'll be people that can uniquely do things. But we who have died are also with him so it's an interesting like we're not sure exactly how that how that is but there's a connectivity to that and maybe we are part of even interacting with them maybe we're interacting with the spiritual piece of it uh, with Christ and with the people that have been raptured and are coming back maybe we have interaction with them we just aren't interacting with the humans that are here because that, that's, that's, yeah. that's not our, our particular role, um, but there is a connectivity because we can't not be with them,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: say, oh yeah, for a thousand years you don't get to be with them anymore. No, that, that can't be true. Uh, right? We, he says you get to be with him for sure. I mean, so it's a really interesting uh, hmm. dimension of what's going to happen during the millennium, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be really spectacular. Uh, there'll be humans. Uh, humans in need of redemption that will still live in a in a fallen world. Uh, right, so things will break down. But
2: we'll, Satan won't be actively working in the world to deceive at this time. Won't be
1: deceiving, and, and uh, almost everybody in the entire world comes to know Christ because <laughs> he's physically there. And we're if we're raptured, we're physically there assisting right. them. So mm-hmm. it's going to be like, why would hmm. I not, why would I not believe this? Because it doesn't. It's not even right fully by faith at that point is by Mm -hmm. I get to see it I get to experience it Um, and then we'll see the beauty of the covenant life you know so uh, yeah it's uh, it's really interesting uh, thought about where does everybody land during that thousand years Uh, right and the good news is that if we died we get to be with him Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, we'll
1: still be with him there'll be some connectivity and if if we're raptured or we're martyred we come back and we physically operate on Earth with the humans, uh, right? Which would be kind of fun. So uh, that'd be that be neat. Well, gosh, we uh, we're already at the end of our time today. So uh,
2: <laughs> I appreciate you hitting my question though, because I was curious how that how that all lines yeah. up. You yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and uh, we can say for sure the good news is. <laughs> we, no matter what, we're going to be with him. So We're with him, exactly. <laughs> how, how, cool, how cool is that going to be? You know, that's going to be pretty cool. So
2: Absolutely. Uh, send
1: your questions in. We're happy to uh, answer any, particularly as you think about the millennium and what does that mean, what does that look like. Mm-hmm. We're happy to discuss that with you, and uh, we'll pick it up again uh, next week. Uh, we've got more to go. We're going to get into the judgment and get into the uh, the creation of new heaven and new earth and what all that looks like. So, per- Excellent. We've got a few, okay. things, a few things to go yet.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much and thanks for joining us everyone. I hope you found today um, insightful and um, and encouraging even just as Rich shared. If we are with Christ, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if, if we are his, if we have had, if we have that saving relationship with him, we will be with him forever. So Amen. whatever that looks like, that's the end game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be pretty cool. Yep.
0: All right. We'll, it's see, be you, uh, cool. we'll see you pretty cool. have uh, a great day. We'll see you Monday. All right.